Episode 73. Yeah. Here's to episode 73, Raise Your Glasses of Irish Whiskey. You hear that clink? Mine contains water. Nerd. Good evening. How you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing good. What's going on with the... What's going on? Oh, no, hit me. You go. No, 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 no. No. I was going to ask about the caterpillar that fell asleep on your upper lip. What's going on there? I haven't shaved in probably what amounts to a week. You feeling okay? Is this just, what is this? I just want to see what it would look like, you know, because mm-hmm. I, my hair has been getting more gray over the last couple of years and I've oh, never really been able to grow facial hair, but I was a little curious to see, you know, if I let this go for a week or so, yeah, is I like it going to be more salt or more pepper? I like where it's headed. So that's heading in the direction of salt. If you're, <laughs> if you're. If you're taking like votes, I would vote. Uh, keep keep it up. Keep going. Let's well, do another thanks. week. Let's do another week and see how she's Sarah looking. would certainly disagree. She hasn't said mm. a thing about it, which is funny, but mm. because she she does not like it when I have any kind of facial hair, and and like I said, I can't even really grow facial hair and and really in any way at all. Yeah, it's very sparse. It's you know, just I can't do it. Yeah, my body doesn't work like that. Same. But I think that she's not talking about it, not bringing it up specifically because regardless of what she says about it, it's drawing attention to it and she knows that I'll want to continue. So if she so, so if she says even something negative about it, it's just going to you're just going to dig in even it's more adding validity to the experiment. I got it. I got it. Yeah. If I tried to do what you're doing, I mean, I it just I look like a 14-year-old with an overactive pituitary gland. <laughs> I cannot grow facial hair to save my life. It just it's not in the cards for me. So I commend you. And I, um, I'm going to live vicariously through your mustache. We should probably introduce the show. Who? This podcast. Where? I'll introduce the show. You're, if you're still listening. (laughs) (laughs) Unlikely at this point, if we're honest. Yeah. This is Modern Dadhood, which is a podcast. It's a conversation. It's, wait, hold on. It's an ongoing conversation about the joys, challenges, and general insanity of being a dad in this moment. Wherever you're listening to Modern Dadhood right now, please take a moment to quickly leave us a rating and a very short review on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Spotify, doesn't matter where, everything helps us. Uh, And please tell a friend about Modern Dadhood. You talk to your friends, don't you? Tell them about the show. And... Sitting across from the mustachioed man is me, Mark Checkett, and I'm a dad to twin boy, four and a half year olds. I'm Adam Flaherty, and uh, I'm a dad as well. My uh, two Hmm. daughters are eight and a half and five and a half. Just got on the bus a couple days ago (gasps) for the first time for my younger daughter as she uh, bussed off to kindergarten. Oh, my lord. Kindergarten and third grade. Uh, it went uh, exceptionally well. So she's been a little bit really? nervous about it for the past couple of weeks, sort of expressing that she's feeling a little bit nervous. Mm-hmm. But on the actual morning of the first day, there was like a little meltdown that morning. 
sort of this irrational thing about not knowing which shoes to wear, but you know, it doesn't really uh, matter what it is. It's sure. just, you know, it's just this expression of, of yeah. nervousness and excitement and all the emotions. Yeah. But once we actually got out and we're on the way to the bus, she did great. And she got on the bus, she Good and her big sister waved to us out the window as they drove away and it was great. It was so they were, they were on the same bus together? Same bus. They're going to different schools, but mm. the schools are, you know, within a mile of each other. And so it was just, it was nice, nice for her to have her sister there for sure. Yeah, for sure. That's really nice. Our neighbor across the street put their daughter on the bus for the very first time this morning. And it was, it, they texted us. They were like, she's getting on the bus in case you guys want it. Cause they know our kids really like they love her and you guys wanted to, to wave goodbye. And so of course, like, like crazy people, our whole family went out to the end of the driveway <laughs> and watched as she went off That's to nice. school. And it was really sweet to watch. Um, and uh, it was, yeah, it was really sweet. It's, 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 they say, everybody says it, but time kind of flies, right? I mean, when you're oh, in, yeah. when you're in it, when you're down in it, you know, like in the midst of a meltdown or when it's, you know, in the middle of a, the night during one of those nighttime feedings, when you've got an infant or something, time seems to move painfully slow. But by God, if you don't turn around and all of a sudden see years, you know, have suddenly gone by. My wife and I are just looking at, at them going, these kids are huge. How did this yeah. happen? Look at how. We look at the girls <laughs> all the time and we're like, when did they get so big? Uh, Mark, we have a, a, a special guest for this episode. Indeed. And uh, his name is Keith Belanger. He is a great dude. Uh, we'll tell you more about him shortly. But he's been a listener of the podcast, I think, really, since it started. So, psyched for that. I, too, am psyched. So, we'll be chatting with Keith shortly. Uh, I also am excited to try out a new segment after the interview. Dun, dun, dun. We put that musical uh, sting in there because I was kind of anticipating that we might chat a little bit, but I don't know. Should we just bring Keith in? Like, should we just cut to the chase? Should we get right into it and waste no time? I don't know why we would keep him waiting any longer. Is this any way to treat a guest in our house? Keith Belanger is a dad of three boys. Uh, when he's not being a dad, he divides his time between being an operations supervisor for a transportation company and playing and teaching music professionally. Keith has been a listener and a friend of the show uh, since the very beginning of Modern Dadhood, and we've been talking about doing this for a long time, so I'm excited, Keith, to finally have the opportunity to uh, catch up with you on the podcast. So welcome, man. Thanks, Adam. It's, uh, it's great to be here. It's exciting. We're excited to have you here. Uh, three boys. And t- remind us their ages. They are eight, five, and three. So when you guys talk about your, your girls and your twins, I'm like, I'm in both of those stages You're, at the same time. Uh, you kind of bookend, yeah. Yep. Knee deep in it. And it's funny because our, our three-year-old started school yesterday. He's just going a couple hours a day, a couple days a week. But to see him, because he spent two years as a 
a baby in, you know, the height of the pandemic, not going anywhere, not doing oh anything. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So now he's, he, he got out of the car yesterday and said, bye mommy, bye daddy. Hi, Miss Connors. And off wow. he went. Yeah. It was, wow. So yeah. But to hear you guys talk about your journey with yours, you know, from, from Mark, when your boys were still really, 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 really young. And I'm like, yep, mm-hmm. we're right there with you in our house. And then my oldest is, uh, he turned eight back in March. Just went into, yeah. he's going into third grade. Yep. Started third grade yesterday. So, okay. So I have to ask, so, cause I have two boys who very much so lately are, um, while they are friends, they are also very much enemies and it's really just like the, the bickering and the fighting and this is just escalated so much recently. Your kids, how do they get along? Do they get along? Depends on the minute. Um, <laughs> so my oldest was, has been in school while his younger brothers have been growing up. And so sometimes he comes home and he just goes, and he goes in his room and he wants to shut the door. And, and cause the younger two have been together all the time, but then our five-year-old started kindergarten yesterday. Now he takes the bus to school. This is all new mm-hmm. for him. And my yeah. oldest, they're outside waiting with a couple other kids from the neighborhood and they're the same age. And the, my oldest is just sitting in the chair like this, waiting for the <laughs> bus. Going, <laughs> And I just had this, like, I wanted to, not that I wanted to smoke cigarettes, but I had this image of him with a cup of, <laughs> like this old grizzled with a cup of coffee. And they were like, back in yeah. my day, we didn't run around on the sidewalk. <laughs> right. Um, and you kids these days, sometimes they're buddies. And then sometimes it's, I don't, don't touch that toy. I'm going to play with it two hours from now. So you can't mm-hmm. use it. It just, you know, it depends on, on the moment. And my, my youngest is sort of like um, my five-year-old shadow but he's starting to come into his own stuff where sometimes he said yesterday, I want to play by myself. I'm like, Oh, mm. that's, wow. that's new. Uh, so I know uh, you and I have met uh, in person a couple times. Uh, we yep. had a, had a beer maybe a couple of years back and not too far into the pandemic, but you do this residency fairly close to where Sarah and I live, but you have this residency where uh, you will play at this piano bar. And I wanted to, I was curious to chat a little bit about that because I would imagine that between that and other gigs, you end up doing a lot of late nights. Yep. I know that that's pretty far. That particular gig is pretty far from home for you. So I would imagine that, you know, weekends are a time when dad Keith is probably in, in pretty high demand. And I wonder like how you sort of manage that. So you're not just a total zombie after getting home essentially in the middle of the Mm. night. Yeah, sure. So you're right. It's about, it's a little over an hour from where we live. Mm. Um, so I, you know, I get home between one 30 and two o'clock most mornings, but I'm up already because on Sundays I got to go to church, whether I had a gig or not. So my days off are Sundays and Mondays from my full-time job. I work Tuesday through Saturday. So, I mean, I try to make the most of those hours when I'm home. I try to be very intentional with taking my watch off and ignoring my phone and being Mm. very present in those moments. And, um, you know, I just noticed within the last couple of weeks, my youngest will look at me and say, come play with me, daddy. And those are words that I didn't, he's never said so specifically, come play with us, daddy. Yeah. Um, So actually... Today, the older two were asleep when I got home from work at five o'clock because they're having that back to school, you know, sleep cycle change. And my three-year-old played just the two of us for like 45 minutes on the floor. And he had this look on his face like, this never happened. It's never just me and dad. So when I am home, when I'm not at work, it's, I try to be very intentional with 
spending time with them. You mentioned your, um, being up on the seacoast is a big part of our life. And we, um, we were up there a couple of weeks ago and I make a point to take the time off from my full-time job. And I spend one-on-one time with each of the boys. So they each get a couple hours at the beach, just the two of us. So yeah, I'm, I'm busy. I work a lot, but when I'm home, I try to be in the moment. It's crazy how, how quickly they grow up and how, you know, it's super cliche, but we were no, just talking about that we, before you joined. Right before you jumped on, we just had this whole, uh, the same exact conversation. Yeah. Because my wife and I recently had a moment where we looked back and we were like, how are these, how are these children this old already? Mm-hmm. This, I feel like, is an interesting thing that parents of a single child don't ever have to really think about. And not that there's anything wrong with that at all. It's just, you know, different people, different rhythms, right? The idea that you have to try to work it into a schedule to spend one-on-one time with mm-hmm. one of your kids, because we're sort of often, and you know, so you've got three kids, so you've even more people in your house. It sometimes feels like it's just these people on top of each other, all around each other all the time. Yep. And so you, you realize in those moments, okay, well, we got to really make sure that it, this weekend, you know, we separate you know, yep. you take one, I'll take the other, and we just get this one-on-one time. It becomes really important to do. My wife's a stay-at-home mother, so she works her ass off at home. Mm-hmm. Um, there are there are sometimes stretches where I'll be really busy. I'll be playing four or five nights a week, and she'll mm-hmm. she's admitted to me as much as she likes having me here to help. They get into a routine without me ah. for bedtime, and sometimes me being here, it's like. Mm-hmm daddy's home. We're all going to stay up till 10 o'clock tonight. And (laughs) so, you know, it's, you know, it's finding that balance. And now that we're back into school, the routine is easier. Um, but it's still a balancing act. You know, it's (laughs) my wife is, is passionate about theater and we're lucky to be able to do that together. But the, the financial stability that the, the music side of my uh, schedule provides us is worth the extra work that she has to put in at home. And we've had, we have conversations on the regular, you know, because I'll get offered extra side gigs, you know, private parties and dueling pianos. And I, I ask her, I'm like, it's this much and it's this much money, but it's another night that I'm not home until midnight. Is that too much? And usually the answer is no, but mm. it's every once in a while, she's like, ah, you know, I, I need you home. We need a night to ourselves. So it's about yeah. having that active conversation. And we want to, we're going to Disney in February. It's not free. Got to pay for it, <laughs> but yeah. also not at the expense of her sanity and the quality time with the boys. Yeah. I mean that like you just used the phrase, you know, a balancing act and it's like, it, it can be really hard to justify not accepting the money that people want to give you to yep. do something that you are good at and enjoy yep. doing in favor of focusing on your family. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you you just need to make that decision sometimes. It's all about striking that balance. You know, when you say it's a balancing act, you know, a lot of households are, are two incomes, both both partners in the house of work and outside the home. And in our house, you know, I work basically two jobs and my wife runs the house. We're both working our asses off, just not in that yeah. traditional, you know, two breadwinners but I mean, like I have a new schedule at my full-time job. I'm home by five. So the nights I don't have anywhere to go. I, I cook dinner and it's kind of hurt. They're not often, but it's that, that balancing active when I am home and being able mm-hmm. to take a little bit more of an active role in, in the running the house and taking care of the kids. And it gives her those opportunities. That's, that's how it's chaotic, but that's, that's how we like it. I would, I would imagine that the older one kind of understands 
probably well what you do. The fact that you're you're out at this restaurant, you know, playing playing a gig. Like yep. he, he probably do, do the younger kids understand kind of what you're doing. They all know daddy plays piano. So they understand it. I mean, they know what churches they've been to church with me and that when we were in the pandemic and I was at church by myself, Connor, our oldest would come with me and he'd sit on the organ bench and watch me do that. Hmm. So, I mean, they get it. Um, what I love about he, listening to you talk about this is it's very reminiscent of my childhood growing up. I, mm-hmm. in my, every, I, it's safe to say that everybody in my family and even some of my extended family were all musicians. And so but in particular, I had, uh, I have two older brothers and uh, one of them was a piano player and the other one was a, was a singer. And they would often do, they went, both went to performing arts colleges, yada, yada, long, long story short. Um, my household was filled with with music at the piano, and it's it's wonderful memories. I mean, I love so I just it, I'm getting a huge kick out of hearing it's because it was also the same thing. My brother was the organ organist at church. Yep. So uh, it's all very familiar to me. Yeah, my I wife's a, an excellent singer. She has a degree in musical theater from UNH, and she's oh, awesome. She's she's probably a better singer than I am. She doesn't get paid to do it as much, but she's a great singer. And mm-hmm. I remember when our younger two were littler and bedtime was a little easier because we didn't have three of them. Mm-hmm. She'd sing to them every night. She, and I just sit in the bed and listen to her sing to the kids. And, and sometimes we forget that not every kid is raised with um, music as a part mm-hmm. of their everyday life. You said you had did a production last year or last season when that, that one of your kids was in, what was the, what was the show you were doing? It was uh, big, the musical at the majestic where my wife and I go for. So, you know, the Tom Hanks movie. Yeah. It's a fun show. So, I mean, the music's great. It's, it's, it was written to feel like an 80s show. So there's a lot of synthesizer and that kind of funky sounds. Um, but it's got the classic giant light up piano scene. And we do together, we do two or three shows a year. I music direct four or five shows a year. Um, and she's my favorite director. Um, and not just cause we're married. Um, she's really good at it. You know, she's really kind and it, it's enjoyable for us to do shows together. Um, and as our yeah. kids get older, you know, start to bring them in is exciting. Well, and like, what a cool thing for the boys to see too, that, you know, you're not just this parenting unit that are, that are married to each other and your sole purpose is to, mm-hmm. you know, bring them up. It, they get to see you creatively collaborating and working Mm -hmm. together as a team, you know, to achieve this totally different goal as well. I think it's just a a really cool example to, to set for them. I want to switch gears a little bit and uh, ask you a few questions about this show specifically. So uh, you've been uh, a listener and, and someone who's really, you know, you've reached out, you've commented on, you know, different episodes and topics really like since the beginning, as far back in the history of the show as I can remember. And uh, you may have told me this, but I'm curious, like, how did you first learn about modern dadhood? I'm pretty sure because uh, I I'm go, I go way back with Chris Carey, who I think one of you guys knows. Yes. Yeah. I want to say he posted something about the show a couple episodes in and I gave it a listen and I turned on another one of our mutual friends to it. And I know he still listens to it, but I laugh at the end of every episode when you go tell a friend. And I say, I already did. I was just um, going to say, of course, that yeah, that echoed in my mind. It's like, oh, my God, people are taking that seriously. So <laughs> that's um, great for me as a dad. And especially I feel like I found you guys right at the beginning of the pandemic when things were yeah, super yeah. weird. Yeah, I've said it sure. several times tonight. One of the phrases I took away from you guys was was 
being intentional, doing things on purpose, um, being intentional with the way I spend time with the boys and the way that I, you know, there are nights and I don't have any shame in saying this when somebody will ask me to do something, I'm like, ah, no, I gotta be, I gotta be at home with the family tonight. You know, I, yeah, yeah. I'd love to go hang out, but so that's one thing that I've taken away from you guys. I mean, there's so many, so many great episodes. Um, but that's the, like the overall theme that I take away from each conversation that you guys have. Um, the ongoing conversation that is modern dadhood is, is, is being intentional. Um, and that's something that I've worked hard on over the last couple of years. Oh, that's awesome, man. Thank yeah, you so is. much for saying that. You, you guys make, there, there have been some episodes that make me feel things and that's not <laughs> always what I want right before I go play the piano. <laughs> so I'm going to use an episode on, on grief. And there was the father who knew he was dying. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. and that episode, I mean, that, I had to turn that one off and come back to it. Cause we lost my dad to cancer when my mm. wife was pregnant with Jacob. And oh, man. I mean, I, I appreciated the episode, but you guys are not my entertainment podcast. You guys are my time to sit and think and, and do some stuff as a dad kind of yeah. podcast. Sort of continuing with the theme of balance. Mm. I wonder like right now you've got your, you've got your schedule kind of figured out. You're balancing a lot of different things with being a parent, but, you know, thinking ahead, you know, one year, two years, five years down the road, do you see that balance shifting? Do you want to sort of push it more in one direction? I'm really fortunate. I have my day job um, with, with the bus company and that is financial stability and our health insurance for my family. And I enjoy it. I'm lucky that I, I work with some great people and I, I like the job. If I could, you know, have the same financial stability that we have now and be a full-time musician, that's where my heart truly is. Mm. Do I ever see myself fully going one direction or the other? I don't think so. You know, I'm looking up at our whiteboard right now. Well, you know, we have rehearsals and we have vacations and we also have days where we put an X through it and we're not scheduling anything for that night. Mm -hmm. You know, if my wife, if she says to me one day, I need you home more then then I'll be home more. I, I almost left the job I'm at now for a job closer to home. That was less money. We were talking about budget and we were talking about schedules. And she finally said, I can't put a price on you being home for dinner with us every night. So when she says that, you know, I got to make sure as a dad and a partner, I listen. Yeah. Well, I I will say that, that, one thing that I think is, is super cool for your job. You love that. You love that job. Yeah. You have this other thing that you do that you love as well. And there's something about that. That's just so important because we spend so much time doing it. And if mm-hmm. we're mod, if, if we we'll, if the thing that we're also doing at the same exact time, whether we want to or not is we're modeling behavior in front of our kids. Mm-hmm. And if we're going off, if we're doing these things and we're going off and we're missing dinner because of it, but we fucking hate it. Yeah. Our kids are going to have right. a real particular association, you know, with what it means to be grown up and be going to job, going to our, our job every day. Mm-hmm. And I just, that's why if you leave the house every day, grumbling about how much yeah. you hate your job, not only are your kids going to see that and they're going to assume that when it comes to them getting a job that they're only, yep. that they're going to hate it. But also, like, it's going to make you a much more cynical person when you're thinking about how I'm going to spend eight hours doing this thing that I dislike that's also Mm -hmm. keeping me away from my family. You know, that that takes a toll on you over over time. And then pretty soon you find that, like, when you're home and you're not working, you're still 
you know, yep. pretty cynical because you're so pissed off about how mm-hmm. you feel about when you are working. Yep. Yeah. So I have a silly thing queued up for us. And I wonder if we can turn the dial towards silly for a couple minutes. Does everybody love feel silly? Okay. So uh, we've established that you play music, you play mm-hmm. piano, you have a residency at a, at a restaurant. I have to assume, because I don't know for a fact, full transparency, I have to assume if you're not a Billy Joel fan, you are at least quite familiar with his catalog. Is this a fair Mm -hmm. assessment? Yes. I have five sets of lyrics in front of me. Okay. I'm going to give you the very, the opening lyric. Okay. And I'm going to, I'm wondering if you can give, not only tell me the name of the song, give me the next lyric. Okay. I know you're going to crush this. That's what I know. The first one I'm going to give you, (laughs) I think, is where where a game like this should start. Here's the opening lyric. It's nine o'clock on a Saturday. On a Saturday. Regular crowd shuffles in. Boom. Boom. You want me to to go? (laughs) Can you grab your harmonica? (laughs) And of course, the, the name of that song is? Piano Man by Billy Joel. Bingo. All right, number two, number two. I have five. All right, number two. Number Let's two. The opening lyric is, some folks like to get away. From the neighborhood. Hop <gasps> night to Miami Beach or to Hollywood. I'll accept that. You only missed three lines. You only missed three some words. Some folks like to get away from the neighborhood. I have to, I have to go play it. I can't just do it out of <laughs> he needs the He needs the piano. We have to, <laughs> we have to get, get this guy a piano. What are we doing? Take a holiday from the neighborhood, but you oh, were yeah, there. The you were there. You were there. You were there. And of course, the name of that song is New York State of Mind. Boom. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, next Billy Joel song, opening lyric. Well, you went uptown riding in your limousine with your fine Park Avenue clothes. Damn. Right out of the gate. Didn't even think about it. Which is a tricky. People ask for that song, and I it doesn't. Mm. I can. Force it to work on piano, but it's a guitar song. Everything mm-hmm. off of Glass Houses is, is guitar based. But all right, oh, that was I that was it. three. What's number four? Okay, number four is Saturday night, and you're still hanging around. Tired of living in your one horse town. Damn, I was just gonna I was just gonna interject and say <laughs> we're going to I would say only slightly deeper, but you you fucking crushed it, Captain, Captain Jack. Jack, Captain yep. Jack. Okay, this last one. I'm considering it a deep cut, but I feel like a person like you is going to get it. No pressure. Opening lyric for this song is, we met as soulmates. On Paris Island. It's, uh, it's um, yeah. Goodnight Saigon. Ding. That he wrote for all his buddies that went off to war, mm-hmm. to the Vietnam. He couldn't fight in that war. So that was like his tribute to, uh, it's a, Haunting, beautiful. It is so haunting, and it really is. It really is. All right, Mark, I've got a lyric for you. Oh uh, shit, Billy Joel. The tables, the tables oh. have turned. I'm not Billy ready. Joel lyric number one. A true deep cut. I'll try. So um, I'm gonna try. The oh, first I'm lyric. Fail. I'm gonna fail. <laughs> it's my favorite song, so you have okay. to know it. Okay. Okay. Uh, the first lyric is: They say that these are not the best of times. Oh my god! And I was gonna put that on this, and they say they say that these are not the best of times, but they're yeah. the only times I've ever known. Yep. And I was gonna put that on this <laughs> list, yeah, and I didn't gonna. do it. Yep. That is, I'm not. I I might put that up there as my favorite. Summer Highland Falls. Yep. Yes. 
I might yep. put that up there as my favorite Billy Joel song. It's uh, one of the only songs I've ever played at Panama that made somebody cry. Summer Highland Falls is where it's at. It's such a fucking beautiful song. Yeah. He created a catalog and it stands the test of time. Mm-hmm. It never won't. Well, Keith, it's uh, it has truly been a pleasure talking to you. I'm so glad that we uh, have fi- finally made the time to have this chat, and you know we want to sincerely thank you for for listening as as long as you have, and and engaging, and reaching out, and staying in touch. It's uh, it, it's been cool getting to know you. Why don't you let the listeners know where they can find you online? I guess I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention if anybody's interested in the music. Um, I'm on Instagram, Cable Andrew Music, and my website, CableAndrewMusic.com. I have one original that I wrote. People want to listen to it. It's on YouTube. It's what I wrote for my wife as a wedding gift. But We will be sure to include links to your website and social media in the episode notes. And uh, thanks for coming on and, and being with thanks us. Thanks for, for all your on, support. Man. You know, since the very beginning, it means so much. It was awesome chatting with you. This is fun, guys. I appreciate it. All right, Mark, I want to try <clears throat> a new segment with you that my off the top of my head, the mm-hmm. name that I'm coming up with is Kisses and Disses. Okay? You just came up with that? I did. Yeah, just now. It rhymes. We will share with the listener a recent review of the podcast that we would consider to be a positive review. That's okay. the ki- that's the kisses, right? That's the kisses. Okay, but then the to keep our egos in check, mm. we'll share a review that's maybe not so positive. That makes sense. Okay. Our egos, our egos tend to flare up. Yeah, this is going to keep us a little bit grounded. Okay, I'm 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 following you. Okay, so here's the debut of kisses and disses. Kisses and disses. Disses are bad. Kisses are good. You can hear both in modern dadhood. All right. I'm going to read a positive review that came from Apple Podcasts for this show, Modern Dadhood. You ready? Who left this review? Do we have a name? Yeah, it's the biggest beard in real estate, Who, which I happen to know is a previous guest of ours. Yeah, that sounds, that, paint, <laughs> that, that paints Justin quite Telcors. a picture. I know exactly who that is. The title mm. of the review is Super Great. Good so far. And the review, this five-star review on Apple Podcasts says, this podcast is like a hug, your favorite jeans, and a beer with a buddy all wrapped into one. Isn't that nice? What a kind, what a kind that's, sentence. That's a nice review. This person decided to take the time to write. That's a kiss. Those are the kisses. Let's hear the diss. Adam's voice sounds like what I can only assume a Trisket would sound like if it could speak. How rude. <laughs> Who wrote that? They didn't leave a name, but they gave us a two-star review, which is interesting considering, considering two what- Two stars? Yeah. Two stars. A Trisket? I don't know why they think that. I don't know why they think that about you. I, you, you I don't like that very much. I'm not sure what that person is trying to say, but- uh, There's kisses and disses. I'm a little bit regretting it if I'm, if I'm honest here. But this is good for us. 
This is good for us. Remember, this is good for us. Modern Dadhood cannot in good conscience guarantee the authenticity of negative reviews read aloud in the Kisses and Disses segment. Well, that brings us to the end, thankfully, <laughs> yeah, oh my of God. another episode of Modern Dadhood. Good thing, too. Again, we would uh, please ask you, listeners, to consider leaving us a quick rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Amazon Music or Stitcher or Spotify or wherever you're listening. We would like to politely challenge you to tell one friend about the podcast. Can you do it? You know, you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. If you just go to the search area, if you just click on that, you can search Modern Dadhood. You'll find us Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. You'll find us. Additionally, you can purchase t-shirts and dad hoodies with the Modern Dadhood logo on the front of them on our website. It's moderndadhood.com. You can also use the contact form at the bottom of the website or just send us a straight up good old fashioned email at hey at moderndadhood.com. We would love to hear from you. It's important to us that we always thank Casper Baby Pants and Spencer right. Albee for the music in That's Modern Dadhood, to Pete Morse at Red Vault Audio for mixing the show and making us sound great. You can check them out at redvaultaudio.com. If you don't thank mind you to- my interrupting. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'd like to do the last two thanks. Oh, fine. Have it. I'd like to say thanks for our guest, Keith Boulanger. <laughs> joining us on the show and and finally <laughs> i'd like to say thank you for listening <laughs> oh, whose voice sounds like a trisket now you prick